Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lion's Share Podcast. We are rolling into Wild Card Weekend this week. It is Walkthrough Wednesday, and this is our first episode. It's a little sad. It's a little sad to have the Lions not included in our preview this week, but we trudge on. We're still high. I, I don't know about you, Andrew. I'm still riding a little bit high from the win last weekend, just a few short days ago. seems like just yesterday we saw Aaron Rodgers walking off that field, and boy, did it feel oh so great. Not only did it feel great, but the uh, the rest of the league is feeling sorry for Aaron, and uh, it makes me feel so much better. I don't know if you saw Devontae's tweet. Uh, he uh, screen-captured uh Aaron and Randall walking off the stage, except he used a black marker to try cover up the score. And it was just an embarrassing, embarrassing Ooh. look. Ooh, the internet's going to find that out real quick. The, the detectives out there, you can't get anything. You can't get nothing past them. Nah, it's uh, they've had their way with it already, and uh, it's getting ugly for Devontae. Have you heard the latest on Aaron Rodgers? Oh, has he reported some news? He's reported that he's going to report some news. It's the official reporting of the pre-post reporting of reporting of news. I think they're going to do something similar to, I don't know if you remember back in 09, I think it was, when LeBron had the decision. The decision? But it's going to be on, instead of on ESPN, I think it's going to be on the Pat McAfee show. Of course. Of course he would. If this man... Does not wear a plaid uh, button up all the way up. I, if he doesn't do that, he just misses a prime opportunity because that would make for some pure gold content. Yeah, I saw today the Pat McAfee show. I'm a subscriber on YouTube and they sent out a push notification that said Aaron Rodgers will report on... Oh, he's going to meet with the Packers sometime this week and he will report on those findings next Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show for anybody who cares out there. Wow. So we've got a decision coming and it's maybe he's headed to the mountains. Maybe he's headed to the, maybe he's heading West. Who's who knows? Maybe he's heading nowhere. Do you have a possible guess on what this news could possibly be reported? I think he's going to go play in the Brazilian football league. He's a butt guy. I didn't realize Aaron Rodgers was a butt guy going to Brazil. He's got a 26-year-old girlfriend now. I don't know if you saw that news. I thought he was married. <laughs> oh, boy. You can't tie Aaron down. Aaron's Aaron's on the loose again? Stallion? Animal Aaron. Yeah, he's an, he's an animal. He's getting himself another stag night out of this, huh? What an animal. He's doing the three-month route. Every three months, new girl. Oh, the Leo model. The Leo model. Yeah, but he's got a 26 no, none over 25 for Leo. Oh, okay. Good man. Hard rule. Hard and fast rule. Uh, oh, but That's we digress. Let's, let, we devote no more time to Aaron. We don't give a shit about that guy. He's dead to us. He's dead to us. He's out of the NFC North in our minds. He Possibly exists. being reported on. Yes, first, as first reported by the Lion's Share podcast. <laughs> anyway, in this episode, we're going to recap Sunday. Obviously, Sunday was a whirlwind. We were recording until like one in the morning, um, so it was it got it got weird, and um, we didn't cover everything we wanted to cover. But we're just going to recap a few things from Sunday. We're going to talk about where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Lions fans and shareholders alike. 
Uh, we're going to talk some numbies, some numbies, as we like to call them, some numbers from the Lions um, as we've got full season totals in now. We'll do a little bit of an exit interview, as we're going to call it, where Andrew and I look back at the season that was, and then we'll preview the wild wild card weekend, the super wild card weekend, where we've got a couple games that might be interesting. And then we'll talk real briefly about what the um, the Pro Bowl unveiled this year. Might be stealing some ideas from Mitch on that one. And uh, we'll close it off with college football, even though that sh- that, sh- that showing on Monday was ugly for TCU. So. Uh, yeah, not TCU, uh, but Georgia, I mean, even their backups could be stopped, so... Congratulations, you're going to have another 10 guys drafted. Yeah. Let's hold that talk. Let me, let me, hold, let me bring, let me rein you in here, kid. All right. All right. So, right off the bat, last week's episode was hot off the charts. Last two weeks, Bad News Bears, and uh, we just don't want them, to, or we don't want them to go. Those two episodes um, off the charts. So, welcome to the show, new shareholders. Welcome to the show that pays dividends. And uh, new shareholder, new shareholders and old shareholders alike. Um, we don't do this often, but let's um, let's get some five star reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let's let's bump those numbers up. We've got those are rookie numbers we have right now. Let's bump those numbers up. Let's grow the reach. And uh, the other thing, speaking of numbers, Tommy put a poll on our last episode, um, the last episode titled "We Don't Want Them to Go" from Sunday, late Sunday, early Monday. If you didn't listen, go check it out. Great episode. Uh, or listen again if you do so want to. Uh, I, I think it's worth at least three listens. In my book, it's like one of those movies. You go and see it. You got to see it a couple times just to just to see everything, just to hear everything. Right, Andrew? And, and again, another taste of that sweet, sweet movie theater popcorn, baby. Nothing like it. Oh, I thought you were going to say our sweet, sweet voices from Sunday. but Well, that's the popcorn in this situation. And if you watched it or listened to it right off the bat on Spotify, go back and check out the cover art. Tommy uploaded some new art. Uh, the After Dark episode, as we're calling it now, officially. Um, just great content. And look for a lot of those quotes in the best of. Um, but as I was saying, there was, a, there was a poll that Tommy put on the Spotify episode. We, we cannot put polls on the Apple podcast. They limit you to not be able to do that. So Spotify, shout out to them for, li- for the functionality. Boo Apple. Boo Apple. So Spotify listens, listeners out here, um, listen up. Uh, we got a couple votes on the poll from last week. It's still open. So if you go back to Sunday's episode, the We Don't Want Them to Go episode, the After Dark episode, uh, click on it. And if you scroll down just below the playhead, um, you'll have the option to vote yes or no on the poll. And the poll was this. We asked... Do you think the Lions will make the playoffs next season? So far, with the tally vote that we have in thus far, it's 100% yes for the Lions making the playoffs next season. Andrew, how do you feel? Do you feel like next season's uh, a playoff run? I'm not going to say anything's guaranteed. I'll say it's hopeful for a playoff run. Um, We looked really good and really poised to make a playoff run this year, and I think the team showed that they could. Um, what's sad is, you know, with a team like that, what the guys were saying about each other, you got to strike when the iron's hot. So it would have been lovely to make a run this year. Um, but with that being said, barring any major injuries, I think we're looking at a playoff run next year. Love that. I would agree 
wholeheartedly. Uh, you didn't happen to just go vote on that, did you? No. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to agree to disagree because I just watched the number go up. Um, <laughs> so, so we've got even more um, in the in the uh, in the pool of yes. So, so far it's a unanimous yes. Um, so, if if any of you out there go back and click on Sunday's episode and vote vote early and vote often, folks. It's your democratic uh, democrat demo demo. What's the word I'm looking for? Responsibility. To- democratic responsibility. Is that the word though? So your civil so. Re- it's your civil responsibility. Oh, your civil duty. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what it is. Tommy, cut it. We don't want to look like uh, dumbos out here. Um, also don't want to look like nerds, though. No, no. Uh, I'm going to hit you some numbers here, Andrew. Uh, speaking of nerds, we're going to sound real nerdy with the, the stuff that Tommy came up with. Um, Sunday's uh, game, Lions-Packers, most watched Sunday night football game in... Yep, Andrew's got the number. He's way ahead of me. He's pointing six fi- figures up, or six fingers up. Yep, most watched Sunday night football game in six years, folks. People love the Lions. That's what it comes down to. It's simple as that. Well, the season ender, I think uh, I think the numbers boosted at the end of the game as well when they realized the Packers were eliminated. Um, yes. You saw it in all the media shows throughout the week. Nobody picked the Lions. And uh, I think people just thought it was going to be a given to tr- uh, Green Bay win. And when they weren't ahead, people started tuning in, waiting for the Aaron Rodgers comeback, and it just never happened. Never happened. That happened in both Packers games. The Lions were up in the other one, and we were all kind of had that, that SOL worry in the pit of our stomach, like Aaron Rodgers is going to have a chance here. And uh, we've seen it so many times, so it was just—it was good to not see that. Great. Um, so I'm gonna hit you with the pop quiz real quick. Obviously, the Lions' schedule this year had no primetime games, and then they get flexed into the one primetime game. We're not counting Thanksgiving as a primetime game. So Lions had one primetime game this year. Now, with the the fact that it was the most watched Sunday night football game in six years, over under three primetime slots next year for the Lions. And once again, Thanksgiving not included as a primetime in the scenario. Correct. I think they're going to be scheduled for two. So give me that okay. under. Uh, I think they're going to get scheduled for two primetime games. And if they do poorly in their first primetime game showing, they, they're going to get flexed out of their second. Okay. That's a good thought. So you're going under under three. Okay. I, I'm, I've, I've, I strategically made it three. Because I could easily see Chiefs, the Chiefs game in Arrowhead being a, a Monday night or a Sunday night. And uh, I could also see the Cowboys matchup being a primetime one. Both of those on the road. I think those are the two hardest um, road tests. They've got a, Their home schedule next year is not bad. Their away schedule is a lot tougher. The home, the home stretch is looking really good. I mean, obviously you got to play the Packers. The Vikings and the Bears all at home once, and then the the rest of it's not too bad. Um, it's actually pretty good. I mean, obviously a lot can happen in the off season, but so far the home schedule looks looks like kind of like a cakewalk. The away schedule, no, not so fast. It, the away schedule is gonna be tough. We never call it a cakewalk because we didn't think the Seahawks. I'm sorry, were time to cut that. Decent this year. We thought the Raiders were gonna be great. We thought the Broncos were gonna be great. We thought the Cardinals were gonna be great. We never say guaranteed, uh, but but it does look promising for us. Um, and I will say a word to the wise for the shareholders that do like to watch live games. 
it is looking like this next, what do you think, Ben, two to four years is going to be really promising for the Lions. It's If you want to get season tickets, now is the years to do it. You're going to get discounts going forward, and they're only going to get more expensive as, as they get better. So shareholders, word to the wise, if you like wise games, get some tickets now. If you like wise games? Oh, live games. Okay, okay. I, I was wanted to clarify, <laughs> make sure I wasn't on the same page as you. Thing is, though, Andrew, the Lions are always been a good... We've talked about this in the past. The Lions always bring the crowd. So I don't know if those prices are really going to change all that much. I, they've been high. So I'm not sure how much more we'll see. Obviously, inflation. We'll get the CPI well, numbers tomorrow morning. That's that's true. That's true. But isn't it wasn't this the first year that they sold the standing room only tickets since, what was it, like the last five years or yeah, so? Yeah, I think it was 17, I think, was the last time. <laughs> and they did it several times this season. Oh, yeah. It was down the stretch. It was pretty much every game down the stretch. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. So uh, I, I don't, you know, I, they can't really increase the capacity in the inside of that building. So we'll see what <laughs> needs to seats, happen. Standing room only, start tearing down walls. Yeah, full reno for, for Ford Field, just like Top Golf out the window here. Um, the thing I will say for you fans that maybe are outside of Michigan um, in that general Midwest region Maybe you don't get the Lions uh, part of your local package, right? If you don't have Sunday ticket or red zone, you might not see the Lions games. Next year might be a little bit better opportunity for you to see the Lions games if they get some primetime slots, which I think they will for sure. At least get one or two. Minimum two. I'm thinking minimum two. uh, At least throw us a bone and give us one. Right? They will for sure. After the numbers for Sunday Night Football, they will. Dan Campbell and the boys? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, you you could you don't. God, why did I forget that? You are dead on, sir. Good for you, Campbell. Yes, Mister Dan the Man Campbell brings the crowds. He's getting Detroit hype. He brings the media. They they pretty much love him. The only time I've seen anything is you know when you start one and six, people start dominating your biting kneecaps comment. Yes, but Dan is a people pleaser. He he brings crowds. People love to talk about him. He's a unique dude, um, I would, and that just brings more coverage. I would pay some good money for it. Uh, I wouldn't want it to happen while he's Lions co- head coach. It would be too much of a distraction. But a Dan Campbell day-in-the-life like um, reality show. I mean, just give us hard knocks again. Yes. Oh, and, just, you, and just follow Dan. Give us a hard Dan episode, you know? Uh, a what Dan episode? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um no, HBO would be silly not to do back-to-back years. You're going to show me a team where you'd get better numbers. Um, I mean, you the, Rams, the Rams are fun. I can't. Uh, the Dolphins, maybe with uh, oh, Mike okay, McDaniels. Yeah. He's, That's a, a, good he's point. a media magnet on the, qu- uh, <laughs> the quips he has. Um, the Jaguars are on the up and up. They made the playoffs this year. That would be the Duval deranged Duvalians? I don't know what they're called down there. Uh, let's they just see. Go, Duval. <laughs> yeah. Dayball and, and the Giants? The Ravens are always a fun one. Seems like they go with like the lo- the lower record teams though, like that are trying to turn it around. So. True. Maybe the Cardinals? But yeah. No, dude. The Cardinals in season was trash. <laughs> Everybody don't <laughs> they watch can't it. They can't go back. They can't Give us back. the Lions. Go back. Go back and rewatch the Lions. Boost those numbers. Make Hard Knocks 
not have to make a decision and use it on the numbers to come back. I agree. Um, so with uh, for some some more num- numbies for you, with just 15 turnovers, the Detroit Lions had the fewest turnovers in the league. What can you say? Just a clean team down the stretch. And they definitely weren't leading in that category the first seven, eight weeks, that's for sure. So this, uh, those 15 turnovers, the, the the lion's share of those, wink, wink, came in the first you know five uh, five to ten weeks for sure. I was gonna say, uh, I believe the Patriots game had three of them alone. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, man, you take the Panthers and the Patriots game out of last season, it's a whole different year. A whole different year. I mean, the Bills and the Bengals got to write off a game. Yeah, uh, at um, at yeah, yeah, um. Mike Frico, if you're listening, Khalif Raymond played through broken ribs on Sunday against the Packers. I don't know if you knew that. Andy. And he had that huge catch. <laughs> yeah, he said that wow. one was tough. That was the hardest play for him right there. Was that was that catch? Yeah, for sure. I uh, so much more respect for the man now. Oh, man, that is wow. It claps. Yeah. Yeah, and I love his nickname, Leaf. I, I I love that I heard Dan say that on Hard Knocks and in locker room speak. Everybody should be calling him Leaf going forward. Just get a Leaf jersey. Yeah, yeah. Can't believe he played through broken ribs. That's crazy. I, it, I think him. he think first thing Monday he was addressing that <laughs> um, to get that figured out because yeah he had he had broken ribs and he played through them in the cold too. Shout out to him and Deshaun Elliott as well playing hurt. And I'm sure there were other – well, Frank Ragnow as well, I think. Um, Her all season, supposed to get surgery this off season. And what does that tell you, that all these guys want to play for Dan? I mean, you hear from Taylor, what is he, seven years, in, going on eight years in the league now? I mean, Probably, yeah. That's a, that's a grizzled veteran, and they want to play. They want to play for this team. You heard Jared Goff several times throughout the year and the other day at the end of the season – how much he loves everybody in that locker room would would do anything for any of these guys in the locker room. I mean, pop quiz for you: What do you think the retention rate of play, players will be coming back next season? Oh sure, yeah, it's going to be high. Obviously, there's already been a couple guys that they've mentioned that are um, Kaminsky off the top of my head said, "Absolutely, I want to be a lion." You know, um, all, all but saying that he's where he's ready to resign. A hundred percent. And you got to wonder what that's going to garner around the NFL. Do guys want to now come play? Do we get the type of guys who are going to go the Von Miller route and see that you're a player away? Right. And Hey, I'm a top tier talent. I just want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'd like I'll to come see here for one year. You know, are we going to get that it's... kind of treatment going forward? Exactly. These guys are hungry, man. This locker room's hungry. The L words being tossed around a lot. Um, and I think to, just because you mentioned it to a couple guys that I some veteran guys, there's um, the safety from the Bills. His name's escaping right now. But um, Eagles are going to have two guys that may, you know, depending on how this season goes for them, they may may jump ship. They're getting later into their careers. Gardner Johnson being one of them. He's, uh, well, you know, one of the less best safeties in this league. I could see him jumping over um, and Bradbury as well in that secondary, the uh, DB. Um, two guys in their late to early 30s will or will be the start of next season. Um, two guys, two vets. I could easily see a couple of those guys jumping over. And, and just uh, just naming a few there. I, there's several guys in that top 50 list, and we'll, we'll talk about it as, a, as we get closer to free agency in March. Um, uh, there's a couple guys that I could see just immediate fits for the Lions. 
I told you one that I'm really high on, Josh Jacobs out of uh, out of Las Vegas. The Raiders don't want to re-sign him. They don't want to pick up his fifth-year option. Honestly, disrespectful in my eyes to him from that organization. He did. He was carrying people on his back, and now, I mean, honestly, his he looks like a villain, a villain story right now. He could become a hero. But he's on the he's on the path for a villain arc. He's already got it in the black hole gear. He's leaving. Where could Josh end up? I could see see him in Honolulu blue and silver. Yeah, and so um, Tony Pollard is going to be a free agent as well. That's another guy. Obviously, not the level of Jacobs, but another guy that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Speaking of they, the Lions, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the Cowboys have already put money into Zeke. I mean, how much? Right. And we know that Jerry doesn't like to pay running backs. Is he gonna do it twice? And Mike McCarthy might be on the hot seat if they lose the Bucks this weekend. They they got a short. It's a short leash in Dallas. You got to win um, for players and the coaches alike. Um, free agents for the Lions, real quick, just because you were talking about it. Um, Chark, DJ Chark. Jamal Williams, Justin Jackson, Evan Brown, Nate Sudfield on the offensive side of things. On the defense, Kaminsky, we just mentioned him, Bugs, Austin Bryant, Alex Anzalone, fan favorite, Josh Woods, Chris Board, Deshaun Elliott, Mike Hughes, Will Harris, and Amani Anawarie. Yeah, a lot of guys were signed to one-year deals, correct? Like, I know Anzalone for sure was. I'm Chark. sure they took that path with a few others. Yep, you're right, Chark, um, Sudfield. Um, so something to keep in mind, apparently that's a strategy of Brad Holmes on how he wants to sign guys, wants to sign these older guys to one year deals to prove it deals. If you can, if you can fit into our culture, I mean, I know he's stressed that in the last couple of days talking to the media is they're not signing guys that are just good at football. They need to absolutely fit the culture in the locker room. So they're signing them to these one year deals seeing how they play out. Can you develop further past where you're at talent-wise? And uh, honestly, it's, it's poetry in motion to see from from your organization. It's it's refreshing. It is. It's brand new. New look lines. We've never had this before. It's never been like this. And uh, we just hope it's for real, right? Uh, obviously, I, right off the bat, you got to keep Jamal. Yep. Feed the man. Give the man his contract. I know he's older, but he's a workhorse back. And honestly, football aside, heart and soul of that locker room right now. Heart and soul of fans right now. I don't think you can not sign him. You uh, think back to Hard Knocks as well. Obviously, the infamous speech now. Yeah, but who was that concerning? Was that uh, Craig Jake? Uh, it's the whole Craig? team. It's the whole team, right? Well, I, there was somebody they couldn't cut. Well, I'm talking about Jamal's speech to the whole team. Remember, you know, like last oh, year was... that one. Okay, yep. Last no year way, wasn't I... good enough, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but last year wasn't good enough, you know, like it was pathetic. We got to be better. Don't piss on the if porch. You ever, if you ever think you're tired, you think back about that record. Yeah. Yeah, chills. I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, yeah, a couple of other guys. Uh, Kaminsky... Uh, I'd love to see him back. I uh, want him back. Deshaun Elliott, I think you need to get him back. Uh, I, I I, think he's just uh, – he does so much in the secondary that's often overlooked. Um, he's doing it in, a, in a, an environment that um, he can flourish in, and he's he, he proved it to me by playing against Green Bay, just by sheer uh, will, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and 
Anawarie, uh, sorry, buddy, but I'm I will not be sad to see you go. Sorry, but I'm... unfortunately, I don't think Anawarie is going to get a contract extension. Uh, I don't think he's no. going to be signing anything new. Um, I believe this is where he tries to find his way on another team, or he gets signed to the practice squad. Right. Yeah. Uh, what? Hey, we'll we'll say this, Andrew and I. I think we're in agreements here. Whatever Dan and Brad want to do, we we've got full trust. Another pop quiz. Do you know what the minimum weekly salary is for a play, uh, practice squad player? Weekly? I don't. I think I know. I feel like I've. So I think the minimum contract in the NFL is 750k. Okay. But that's so that a year. Would... But that's per year. So I per week for a practice squad, I'm gonna say fifty thousand a week. It's eighty four hundred. What? <laughs> that's okay, eighty four hundred bucks a week. It's quite. A bit. No, it's great money, but I just in the NFL it makes so much money. You just feel like every kind that I couldn't see it in minor league baseball. But yeah, wow, fifty-eight. I guess yeah. I mean, it and it depends on how many weeks you play. I don't know. Yeah, that's not bad money by any means. Not bad money, but you're not officially signed to a team either. No, and you you feel like you your your job's on the line every day, which every single day. Hey, and don't pressure get makes diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds. Can you imagine getting injured at that moment too? I would oh. cry my little eyes out. Oh man, and you're in a town that you're not familiar with. You're probably living in an apartment or living with somebody temporarily just because you don't want to sign a lease or bit, get into something where you, you might be gone in three weeks. So that's that's a Any tough day. environment. It's not as tough as the minor league baseball players, though. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I just I think uh, just to recap everything else from Sunday, just uh, DJ Chark Chark. That was a great call on Spanish. I'm going to start listening to games in Spanish after that one. Uh, people out there, look that clip up. That's a great, uh, way different environment than any Chris Myers and uh, game that's ever been called. Um, Jamal interview was awesome. We talked a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah. And the Gator Chomp and the Chalk Chark. I'm not sure what you're doing there, but that got out of hand. Um, well, I'm just. I was just feeling. I was hearing the Spanish language broadcast in my head. And I was was feeling it there. I just took I can it back. Pitch, I can picture that guy. Just you can't. He's got to be making that motion and and while he's calling it too, because you can't be standing just flat footed when you're doing that. No, and I hate to say it, I pictured him with a, a sport coat, a nice sport coat on, but underneath that was a a, a vertically striped button up t shirt, and it was a bright color and like a white or a dark color. And it was down two to three buttons. That's okay. how I picture that man, and I love it. <laughs> With a nice little mustache too. I don't know. If, I think he's clean shaven because he's probably on airwaves. That's I'm not how clean I shaven, and I'm on airwaves. Is that why I'm not? Is that why I struggle? Sometimes? Well, I'm sure. I'm sure he's on the camera at some point. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what. That's that was ESPN Deportes, maybe. I don't know. I think I believe so. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, oh man. Yeah, the the locker room was electric. I'm sure a lot of you have seen the videos. Electric locker room. It's all it all year. It's been that way. Social media was buzzing. Like you said, Aaron Rodgers was trending. Karen Rodgers too. Um, all that was great. That's <laughs> and good. that's good. Um, yeah, that was in the that was one that was in the title. Tommy put that in the title. Oh, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, Tommy makes the titles way too long sometimes. Um, uh. Some more stuff. Jamal Williams, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. We've we've talked about these in the past. It seems like every week somebody's winning these awards. Um, of course, he led the league in rushing touchdowns as well. Claps for him. Aiden Hutchinson, 
we think he's the rookie of the year. Several other people making the case for him being rookie of the year. Although in the betting markets, at least that I saw, it looks like Sauce is well ahead of Aiden, but that's just straight baloney. Uh, Aiden, defensive rookie of the year in our book. Jared Goff with the highest, in, in, highest, in, whoa, whoa, reverse. Jared Goff, <laughs> highest touchdown to interception ratio, ratio, and highest passer rating in a season. That's a Lions record. He had a passer rating just under 100 and his touchdown interception ratio um, better than any Lions quarterback in history. Did you have something to mention about Aiden? Uh, not Aiden. I just got something across the wire from the Lions. Uh, oh, boy. Lions have signed tight end Derek Deese Jr. to reserve nice. future contracts. Nice. They signed a couple guys to future contracts like the day after. Yeah, as well. Not, I Let's think that go. one's a new one, but they signed a they signed a few guys, yeah. Oh, I I was gonna say one more thing about Brad Holmes when we were talking about him earlier. I don't know if you saw him earlier. He sat down with Danny Rogers, uh, a reporter with uh, with the Detroit Lions. He was talking about uh, some of the guys from his first draft class to the Lions, like Panay Sewell and Amon Ra. And you know what's we talk about refreshing in an organization. Man got emotional talking about these two and how appreciative he's been. And he talks about all the long process you go through before signing and everything and how well you get to know these guys and you just hope for the best at some point. He, he, got, he got emotional talking about it. And then you think back to this, to his second draft class and all the rookies that performed throughout this great season and how well they did. Uh, I mean... The man's phenomenal. Him and Dan are great leaders. Uh, that's all I have to say about the, them. They are a match made in heaven. No, no further trust than we have in them than anyone else. And uh, it's just amazing what they do. We could have a whole show just talking about their accolades. It, it feels so weird. As I feel like um, in, in such an uncomfortable position with how much trust I have in them. It's like I'm almost feel like the like that they're dangling a carrot in front of me at times. I feel like I uh, – here's a good little analogy. I feel like uh, I'm a small child. My parents uh, got a new job, and we had, to, we had to move states. And I know nobody, and I was just welcome into school with open hands like I was there the whole time. That's how I feel with the Detroit Lions franchise right now is that I'm with a different organization – and I'm seeing something completely new, something I'm not familiar with, but I'm getting welcomed in with open arms and, and like, I'm a part of it. I'm family here. I, it is just so new and it just, it doesn't feel right. It's so mm. different. It's uncomfortably comfortable is how I put it. Like I've never been so cautiously optimistic. Never. Yeah. Agreed. Never, never. Um, and that, that, that leads me into our exit interview. Um, the question that I, I gave you time for, uh, uh, Andrew had ample time for this. I'm not going to pop quiz you on this one. This was homework. Dan Campbell famously said in that 2022 hard knocks season, um, finale, the 22 Detroit lions will be the team that can and will, I did not include the long 45 second pause, but Andrew, the team that can and will, do you think they lived up to that statement? I think that's a loaded question, and I think you've got a lot of ways you can answer that. Um, 
I think they did. I think Dan answered that question in in his answer as well. Um, he said something about you know the light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, and I think uh, I think Dan's Detroit Lions were that light at the end of the tunnel this year, and they were the freight chain when everybody else was getting tired and coming to the end of the season. I mean, think about the Packers in general. And, and they're just ready to walk into the playoffs. And you see that light at the end of the tunnel. It's a freight train, man. I think the Detroit Lions were that freight train this year. Um, I think they they were the Detroit Lions. And I think they lived up past everybody's expectations of what they should be. So I think that, that sentiment was true. Um, they lived up past expectations. And we said it how many times. That's a young team. Uh, they're put in new situations against veterans in the league and week in week out uh, they just they just fought and uh gave us as fans something to root for and that's all yes. you really ask for that, from your team that's right think back to what we said in the preseason you know we didn't even we weren't even thinking about the playoffs really you and i both were like eight and nine i was eight and nine you were nine and seven and one we we didn't even say like was this a playoff team or not we we kind of out of the question at that point. We thought they could be contenders, but we didn't think they'd ultimately fall into that category. I think for me, they definitely did live up to that statement um, for two reasons. Well, many reasons, really, but two instances that I can think of. Um, obviously, the one and six start, they proved that they can and will get over that. And also, the loss to the Panthers, which we all hope that is a growing loss for them, makes them hungrier for next year. They proved it. They can come back, they beat up on the Bears, and then they beat up on the Packers, even when they didn't have anything to play for, and guys were playing hurt, and it was just all about will. The whole the whole end of the season was will. That's what I'm gonna that's so by by all decree, they did. What's another word for uh will that the the team seemed to live by this year? William? Oh. Grit. People begging for those because Brad Holmes is wearing a grit sweater see or that a hoodie. Today? I want the crew neck now. People are and begging for it. Oh my God! Every piece of, um, uh, well, what is what is it called? Clothing. Every, every bit of clothing, attire they put out, man. They're putting out some good stuff. Uh, the grit, the grit line is taking off. And also the FTP line is taken off. The Detroit Lions official accounts were using FTP. How about that? that was, Let's go. They they put out that video. To the social media team for the Detroit Lions. Um, obviously the the charges get a lot of love, but the Lions team um, is my favorite by by and large. Um, so would you say this is a this is a one sentence one quick answer response that I'm requiring from you here? Were you satisfied with this year? Yes. Okay, I agree. Yes. Follow up question. But okay, yes. It was like a it was like a really good meal that I was I was shown a whole plate of and only allowed one bite of, and not and no it seconds. Just, it just made me hungry for more. And no seconds. The playoffs. If they would have made the playoffs, th- that would have been seconds. Yeah. Second help. No, seconds I, and thirds. Thirds. Exactly. And dessert. Yeah. Absolutely. And dessert. Yes. Okay. Do you still want Lamar? <laughs> we've been pushing this, this question a... off to the off season here we are i thought we were pushing this off to a later off season we can discussion. you you can you can delay um, this you can you I can rain check sh- this i don't know i'll 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 give what i can uh i i think we both started the season saying that 
Jared Goff was a bridge quarterback. He was here for a couple of years and he had his option to earn a starting position. I think we said that. Yes. I think with the way that Jared Goff not only played, but led the locker room. I mean, at 28 years old, he's completely in charge of the locker room. All the guys, look at least on the offensive side of the ball, you can tell all the guys look up to him, look to him for the leadership, him to, to make the smart plays. I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl. I think he's by far and away earned his earned the, the starting job as, as the quarterback of the future for the yes, Detroit Lions. And work on the deep ball in the offseason, get those workouts in with J-Mo, uh, and among yeah. others, of course, and... You, you start getting the ability to accurately get the ball deep downfield. Watch out, folks. We may be talking about Jared Goff MVP type season. I mean, he had a great year this year, and he, he did it in a serviceable manner, manner. Like, he didn't put up, he didn't lead the league in yards by any means. He just threw a decent amount of touchdowns, but he, and he, he just, he, he, he stayed clean down the stretch. He's, he didn't throw a lot of interceptions. He took what the defense was giving him, and that's what you're supposed to do as a, as a quarterback. That's why you go into every play with multiple play calls. Mm-hmm. You, what, what's the defense giving us? What, what play out of these five are going to go best in this scenario? And important to retain Ben Johnson as well as Mark Brunel. I think yeah, this, I see is, that this isn't was, the same uh, quarterback without those two. Three teams, right? So, yeah, let's talk about it. Ben Johnson, obviously the first one was the Texans. The Panthers and the Colts now. So three teams. The Colts, uh, or I think it was the Colts that uh, also um, wanted um, Aaron Glenn as well. Or, uh, not necessarily wanted, but requested to interview both Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson, which is uh, the Aaron Glenn one kind of threw me for a loop. That was surprising. It threw me for a loop. I thought for sure we were keeping him. Uh, but, I mean, the second half of the season, we say it all the time. It's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And <laughs> it is. I guess him dancing down the sidelines was enough to <laughs> to garner that call, right? Uh, I mean, good for them. We want to retain him 100%. And you just got to look to what Dan said. He wants to retain him, sure. But he's also will never hold them back. He'll do whatever he can to get them that job, you know. If somebody comes calling uh, and they ask him what he thinks, he's going to give them the highest recommendation possible, uh, which is awesome to hear from that's, your boss. That's what that's, you want to hear. That's exactly what you want to hear. That's a people's coach. That's a player's coach. That's a coach's coach. I mean, what and can it you just say draws about? more people in. Well, exactly. And I think, you know, in a sneaky way, that's kind of like a reverse psychology thing where it's like, oh, this guy supports me so much that I know I don't have to take the first job offer that's on the table, you know, because. There will be more. If I stick with this guy, I trust this guy, I respect this guy, he's going to fight for me. I'm going to fight for him. Um, so the, the job openings will come. And to me, if I'm Ben Johnson, I don't want the Texans job. That's a that's a spot where that is a tough gig to have as your first head coaching gig from a guy that's only been a coordinator for a year. That's a tough call. A coordinator for one year. I mean, look, look at Cliff Kingsbury. See what, see what it did to him. It's... <laughs> It's tough. I mean, I guess you could also look at the Mike McDaniel route, and you could see that it went well for him, and, and then went immediately to the pooper, right? I mean, they limped their way into the playoffs, and who knows what's going to happen to them. But I hope that him and Dan and the rest of the squad sit down, and they, and like I said, you know, we have this very small window. 
let's try to let's try to do this and let's try to do this for real and go down as legends here yes and I, we talked about it the young it's a young roster but it obviously young roster is going to get old pretty quick in the nfl obviously past 30 you start losing you start losing a step for these guys depending on the position of course um so yeah it's a young team but it's it's going to obviously trend higher 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 so you gotta these these opportunities this window will shrink um quicker than you think right especially with the coaches like we talked about um and i think the texans one D'Amico ryan's was also being interviewed he's a defensive coordinator for the san francisco 49ers obviously the, the number one ranked defense uh so he's going to be getting a lot of calls as well and he's a former texan himself so kind of seems like a natural position for him to go and he's also said he has no interest in the job, which is what a, a classic line for somebody who absolutely wants the job. So that makes me feel oh, a little bit awesome. better. Um, another guy out there, Jim Caldwell, uh, former Lions guy, getting uh, interviewed with the Broncos. Um, uh, Eagles, uh, offensive and, co- and defensive coordinators getting interviewed or requests for interviews as well. So there's a, there's a lot of people that can fill these voids. Jim, um, Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton. Uh, there's a lot of names out there. So I, I, I feel like if I was a team, it's too early to, to take on ben, ben Johnson as a head coach. It's just too early. I think he needs another year for me to feel comfortable as an owner picking up that guy. But you, you, as you said, Mike McDaniel, all these guys, it's it seems like the league's trending in that way. They just want the new guy, the new guy, the new guy. Um, so that's the part that concerns you a little bit. But I think we'll retain most of these guys. And uh, if, if we do lose them, I have faith in Dan and Brad to fill backfill that position with the absolute right pick. Um, you mentioned Cliff Kingsbury; he's gone. Lovey Smith; he's gone. Two guys that um, have have lost their jobs on Black Monday right after our recording. Um, so that's news there. And uh, Demar Hamlin out of the hospital; that's great news to hear. Good for him. Bills are going to be a wagon. Um, he may, they may even try to get him to a game. That will be absolute lock if he's at a game. That's just going to be crazy. Um, and uh, I'd like to talk about something real quick on what we talked about on Sunday. Two losses, the Lions, two losses down the stretch. They went eight and two. Two losses came on Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve. Two days that people shouldn't have to work. So I think, I think if you take the holidays out of it, this is an eight and zero team down the stretch. Yeah, betters out there, beware. The Lions do not perform on holidays. Another fun fact is they don't perform when Ben's in Michigan because those two losses I was in, in Michigan for. Um, they haven't lost with me being in Texas. They haven't lost with me in Texas since October. They quietly quit when you're in Michigan? I guess. I'm too much wow. for Wow. Quiet yeah. quitting on in full display in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. And yes, it is. That's a great term too. I love that term. Eight and two since the Peyton and Jeff Daniels things. I did confirm that that aired late October, right after the last loss. And I, I mean, a conspiracy guy like you, you must love that. I I feed off conspiracy theories, and so yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> hey man, I'll take whatever curse was broken, and if Matthew Stafford took it with him, I'm sorry, but so be it. Yeah, we don't have full confirmation. We, we don't grounded with the guys right here. We've got a lot to prove in year three of the Dan Campbell regime. It ain't, it ain't over by any means. We it's can't put the past in the, we, we can't put the past behind us just yet. We can't, we can't portray this team as a new look lions until we get year three confirmation. Um, so let's stay grounded folks. Great year to the end, uh, end of the year. As Andrew said, it's a, um, what have you done for me lately world and league? 
And obviously, everybody's real high on the lines right now. Let's temper expectations slightly. And let's just let's just feel confident. Let's just feel confident for next year, right? Um, and credit to us, Andrew, if we may, to the Lions share. Week, I don't remember which week it was, but November 6th was the first win the Lions had over the Packers. That was the first win of the stretch, right? Um, in our title. Credit to us. We said something to build on, question mark. That was the title of that 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 win. Credit to Tommy. And the 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 first line of the description, Lions send the Packers packing. We consider if this is something Lions can build on, might there be more to come? The defense is making strides, question mark. The offense still looks good. And then the week after, or actually the, the Wednesday after that, the title of that episode is Lions to the playoffs, question mark. So we never, look, one win, and I remember this, I remember this vividly, us talking about like the, the Lions to the playoffs thing, it was kind of a joke, but we started talking about it in the episode and I had to stop us for a minute and I said, Think about what we were talking about last week after that loss to the Patriots or whatever it was, right? Or the Cowboys. Um, we were so down. And I said, look what one win does to us. We're, we are we flipped so quickly after that. And, hey, we were on that train early. Eight and two down the I, stretch. Uh, flipped and right we should have. We should have never lost the faith. How many times did I say in Dan I trust? And I'm sure you were right there with me. And Dan we trust. I'm sure I can say that. And should have just should have just listened to ourselves. And the first line of that description to uh, of the Lions to the playoffs episode from November 9th. The Lions circle of fandom has this going 180 and thinking the playoffs are in sight. So that's just where that's where our minds were. And from there, it was just up. It was only up from there. Uh, minus a couple uh, outlier games, right? That were ugly. Uh, let's talk about wild card weekend. Let's move on. Close that chapter for now. We'll still talk about the Lions all throughout these episodes. But let's talk about the play of these games that are still um, playing for something here. So, Wild Card Weekend, Saturday. We've got the Seahawks versus the 49ers. 4.30 on Fox Eastern Standard Time. Um, Obviously, the Seahawks kind of limped into the playoffs. The 49ers, dominant defense. They're at home. Brock Purdy leading the offense with uh, the helps of Debo Samuel and CMC himself. So for me, uh, this there's a lot of these games, a lot of matchups this week that feel like no-brainers. This being one of them, 49ers over the Seahawks for me. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Geno Smith is officially written back. Um, and, the, and the 49ers are going to win this and, and end this storybook for Geno. Get him a contract. I'm, I'm sure he's going to get an extension somewhere, get signed. Possibly as a starter for another team at this point. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys looking for quarterbacks. But I think it's over for Geno. I think the magic yeah. has ended, unfortunately. But uh, Christian McCaffrey, 49ers, chug, chug, chug. I'm riding that 49ers train as well. I think they've got a good chance to make the, the Super Bowl. I think between the the NFC, between the NFC, it's, it's 49ers-Eagles for me. One yeah. of those two. I, um, I hope that we get that matchup, uh, ooh, and it's going to be, be a fun one if we get it in the NFC matchup. Or two top matchup. defenses, two top offenses. Um, uh, defense is more their strong suit. Um, should mention, too, uh, for those that missed it on Sunday's episode, I finished the year 146 and 94. Andrew, uh, 142 and 99 or 98. So 
Um, and honestly, you talk about it. We close. You won. Congratulations. All crown hell me. bow crown down. Me. Woo. But honestly, not bad numbers. No, we're actually pretty good. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people that have shows do um, against the spread, and we didn't. We just went straight up wins and losses because who wants to go against the spread? That's just a stupid thing to do in my book. Um, so yeah, credit to us. We we did pretty good. I was it's better than I thought we would have done. I I did not think I was gonna end in the positive. So to be that high positive, I'll, I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, you were under five hundred a few weeks in. Remember that. That's that's crazy. Saturday night, eight fifteen on NBC. Al Michaels making the return to NBC. No Mike Tirico in this one. Thank goodness. Thank God. Chargers versus Jaguars. Um, this might be my top matchup of the weekend. Um, two young quarterbacks, Herbert versus um, Trevor Lawrence. Two guys that are, that's it's what it feels like to me is the matchup of the quarterbacks. Both these teams, um, not t- top offenses, not top defense. Chargers are, are a top-ish offense if you want to talk numbers. Um, but both defenses kind of middle of the pack. Um, Jaguars kind of got the same feel of the Lions growing young team. That defense is starting to get hungrier and hungrier. Uh, but the Chargers defense, you got Khalil Mack and Bosa um, and Kyle Vannoy. A couple guys on defense there for me. So for me... In this matchup, uh, it's going to be obviously the quarterback versus quarterback. We're going to see who the best young gun is. Um, and it's in Duval. Uh, th- keep that in mind. Um, so for me, it's going to come down to these defenses. Who's going to want it more on defense? I think the quarterbacks should get their numbers. I think Trevor Lawrence um, and the Jaguars are going to not be quite ready for the playoffs at home. I think it's, the moment might be too big for them. So by that, I'm going to take the Chargers by a slight margin. Wow, our first disagreeance in Woo! the playoff era here. Um, first and foremost, this is going to be a very weird game to watch color-wise. Yes. Uh, we've got a lot of bright yellows, a lot of two different weird colored blues. I, I You know what I mean? We're just going to have an all-time weird color matchup. Um, I'm going to take the Jaguars in this game because the Chargers seem like the the fraudest of all playoff teams here you know what? there was teams that just kind of limped in and then there was teams that like lost bad games barely won bad games and that's the chargers i don't think that they're a complete team you had mike williams get hurt last week and another player as well they refused to sit down Justin Herbert, attempting to just hurt your quarterback. I can remember years ago, Derek Carr, the Raiders not sitting him down. And I said, he deserves to break his leg if you're not going to sit him down. And a couple plays Damn. later, you just see him mouth on the field. It's broken. And then you see his broken leg. Foot. I, it, and that's a bad organization. That's organizationally bad. I'm taking the Chargers, or excuse me, Whoa. Jaguars in this one, not flip flopping. I'm okay. taking the Jags. I think Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Herbert. Oh, okay. Well, the the we will see. We will see on that. I think for me, it comes down to the defense. The Chargers got Cleo Mack. He's a, he's getting up there in age. They've got the veteran leadership on defense. These guys are going to want it a little bit more. They're going to know what to do. Chargers or Jaguars just a little too young for me. I think their time is coming Fair. for sure. And the Chargers, one and done. They're done after this. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Dolphins, Bills. Sounds like Tua's not going to play. He's not cleared. So, man. Uh, and also Bridgewater also hurt uh, or has 
um, isn't going to play. So it's Skylar Thompson in the playoffs. Um, if Tua was in this game, I would have said this was the matchup of the week. The, yeah. they're, they're just a fun team with the offense that they have, and they can actually keep up with the Bills. Um, but without him, man, that's Skylar Thompson. If you win this game, you are going to be crowned the mayor of Miami. However, I just don't see that happening. <laughs> Bills are a wagon after the Hamlin incident. They're going to be playing for him. And no Tua for the for the Dolphins. That's that's just unfortunate. One o'clock on Sunday on CBS. It's going to be a Bills victory. Not much more to say than what you did there. Um, Mayor of Miami has a nice ring to it, doesn't? <laughs> uh, but these Aquamen are running out of oxygen Ooh. and running out of oxygen quickly. The Bills seem to be the team of destiny after the Demar Hamlin incident. And. You're on your third string quarterback. I'm sorry. It's just not. I've seen him play now for two weeks, and he is just not regular season starting quarterback nor playoff starting starting quarterback no. material. So easy you, answer, Bills. You want to talk about a moment being too big for him. I can see the Buffalo newspaper, whatever it's called, the headline right now, beached in Buffalo. That Andrew, is a good one. Andrew was coughing there um, for a minute, so a long pause there. Uh, Giants, Vikings. Not much to say about this one. 4.30 on Fox. Uh, both these teams kind of don't feel like teams that will make runs. Although Giants and the and the Vikings both kind of have the team of destiny vibes. You, you can't count Dable out. Um, and you can't, you can't say much about the Vikings. They've just won close games all year. Um, so not frauds, um, but total frauds. Um, so this is a tough matchup for me. Um, but I think... I think I got to lean towards the Vikings here. There are two matchups here in this playoff, in this first week of playoffs that I think are absolutely have upset written all over of them, all over okay. them. And this is one of them. I can uh, guess Dayball, what the other one is. I'm sure you can. Don't ruin it for the rest of the shareholders. So. Dayball resting guys last week, getting Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley shirt up contract wise before you even head into the offseason. Huge internal housekeeping move. I think these guys are geared. Saquon's amped. He's ready to go. He's gotten paid. He just wants to win a championship now. Saquon knows he's one of the greatest running backs, could be of all time, but he needs a ring to do it. And I think this team's ready to do it. And I think a lot of – I'm going to assume a lot of people are going against the Vikings here. Oh, yeah. I, I think the line was only two and a half or three. Um, and yeah. Cause so, the Vegas knows that uh, pretty much every game the Vikings played in was like a three-point game. So <laughs> Correct. I mean, minus all the blowout losses. And I think the Brian Dayball's Giants win close games. I'm going with the Giants. On the road, though. On the road in that bird-killing stadium. The Giants aren't birds. That's true. That's true. They they're um they're a lot bigger than birds. Uh yeah, the line is three to Minnesota. I think um I think Minnesota's gonna have their heads on for this one. I'm gonna take the Vikings. I think they're gonna have their heads on, but they're gonna lose. They're gonna be a one and done similar to Chargers. One one win and see you later, buddy. Um Sunday night, NBC, this one's got Tariko in it. Ravens versus Bengals. Sounds like we were just seems like we were just talking about this matchup. These teams played last week. They gotta play each other again. AFC North Battle Classic in Cincinnati. Um 815 NBC. And it sounds like, at least 
upon recording right now, we might not have Lamar Jackson for this one. Seriously, and that is just an all-time letdown for the Ravens. They bet they well, they sat him down to get him healthy, and he still isn't back. If Lamar is a no-go for the Ravens, they are not going anywhere. They are in quicksand in these playoffs. As well as Tyler Huntley's got tendonitis in the shoulder, and they're questionable on him as well. Right, and I don't know. I can't. Who were they playing last week? The guy reminded me. Oh my God, he looked hilarious. Every time I saw him, he reminded me of a keep to leave with a do rag on. <laughs> it's uh, Anthony Brown. Is that who you're thinking of? I think that's who it was. And uh, I, he he should have been in. A, he looked like he belonged in a Raiders jersey. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh yeah, I could 100 percent picture him uh, as a part of the black hole. But uh, yeah, if they have him going, the one similar to Skylar Thompson. Just not a playoff quarterback. I'm sorry. And you got yeah. you got to bet on Joe Burrow at that point. Oh, Burrow and the boys, man. You can't go against Burrow and the boys. I think they make a deep run in this playoffs. Um, obviously, there's the buzzsaw and the Chiefs and the Bills, too. So that's that's a three, three-headed monster in the AFC. You know, talk about the NFC. It feels like the 49ers and the Eagles, your top teams there. What's tough in the AFC is pretty wide open um, between the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, and you never know. There might be a sleeper team out there that would, that's not a part of that. But it certainly feels like it's going to come down to those three teams. So as well as you, I'm staying stride for si- stride. for stride. Bengals here. That leaves us to one more matchup. And I believe this was your other sneaky matchup. Sneaky trap game feels like for sure in this one. Buccaneers versus the Cowboys in Tampa Bay on Monday night. ABC and ESPN. You can find this one on 815 Monday night. Monday Night Football, the last Monday Night Football of the year, folks. Um, Wild Card Weekend's got a three-day three, three day matchup, um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. After that, it's only Saturdays and Sundays. So this is your last Monday Night um, Appetite. And, um, yeah, this one's feels this one's tough because the Bucks look so bad this year. So bad. You know, so many unredeemable things you can say about the, the, the Bucks. Sorry, besides, brand of football. Besides Tom Brady... Looking good at times, you know, th- four couple, four touchdown games. Besides that, man, the the running game's been so bad. They're one of the lowest ranked rushing attacks in the league. Defense at times has looked pretty good, and in, in terms of numbers, is is stronger than their offense. Um, and the Cowboys, from week to week, I don't know what to think about the Cowboys. There's weeks they look real strong. There's weeks they look real bad. Last week being one of them against the Commanders. Obviously, there was less implication on the game so it's hard to see how much they were playing for and how hard they were really playing um that's just a real tough one it's a two two and a half point favorite for dallas on the road in tampa bay this one's really tough i just i could totally see this one being a bucks victory talking about tom brady does it again and then talking about the cowboys what do they do with mike mccarthy what are they good are they bad they're just a first round exit every year it seems um, I'm going to say that the Cowboys actually win this one. I know you're probably going Bucks. I think there's so much chatter about the Cowboys being a one and done exit team again this year, and so much talk about Tom Brady at home. I'm gonna go contrarian here and uh, take the Cowboys. I, I hey man, do what you will. I just can't fathomably speak and say that Tom Brady doesn't turn into a completely different human being in in a playoff scenario and I don't know what it is the guy gets all the breaks to go his way it's something Dan talks about all the time is that's that's what great teams do they get all the bounces to go their way Tom gets that um 
Tom definitely has the officials on his side. But also, he's looking across the field, and he's seen Dak Prescott, who is anything but allergic to throwing pick sixes. And if he throws a pick six in this game and that defense scores for Tom Brady, it's over. It's, it's over. over. It's over fast. I totally could see that way. this game happening that way. I totally could. But I, I, I don't know. I, just, I think because I totally won the uh, regular season championship, um, <laughs> I'm just going to start just doing some throwaway games in the playoffs now that the record's out of the window. Jesus, what a scumbag. <sighs> That's going to be a good matchup, though. But that's it is. between those two, Bucks, Cowboys, and Chargers, Jaguars. Those those seem like the two matchups that could get the most weird. I, I throw in the Giants and Vikings as well. Yeah, that one too. You know, I missed that one. Yes. Um, did you see? It's gonna be a great weekend of football, though. Like, what can you say? College football done. We've got three days of NFL football. That's just great. I love this time of year because it's just one game after the other, and uh, it, it's. It's great to have Saturday football. Love, love Saturday. Love Saturday NFL. Um, Andrew, did you see some of these Pro Bowl games that they announced though? Real quick. Mm-mm. Okay, tell me well, more. They have eight skill competitions that they've unveiled. Um, they've got a lightning round, uh, dodgeball tournament, a uh, golf ball longest drive contest, quarterback passing challenge, um, uh, amongst others. There's there's a couple wild ones out there. I think I'm most excited for the quarterback drive competition. That sounds that's anytime you integrate another sport into your sport, that's fine by me. Not only a sport, but a sport where uh, I think as I, I think, uh, and I know our main demographic here is going to be the boys. I don't know if anybody uh, that's listening to me can't relate to this feeling as just taking a driver and hitting a golf ball as far and as humanly possible as you can and just looking at that thing and going look how far that thing went it's just the greatest feeling in the world and now we're going to see some of the top athletes do it i mean we see it with the pga and live but this is some guys some guys aren't going to know how to swing a golf club yeah i know that's what i don't know how they're going to determine who's who does this like but, uh, do you, Lamar, no way. He, Lamar Jackson, I I disagree. I don't think he could do it. If, I think if he he's going to choke up on something so hard. If he plays in the skills competition, but he won't play this week, come on. <laughs> I don't want him as a lion. No way. Can, I'm do, with you on that one, man. Do you remember? I can't remember if it was Hard Knocks. I want to say it was um, actually like the uh, um, Inside the Den or whatever they call it on the Lions, the, the YouTube channel. Um wasn't there I know this happened. I just think it was on the Lions defend the den not hard knocks. But in the in training camp, did the Lions not do a closest to the pin competition? I don't know about in training camp. It had to have been recently though because I think golf got somebody a full set of golf clubs for Christmas. One of the linemen. Yeah, it was during, I think it, it was, was during, Panay Sewell. It was during the off season though. Um in Oh, okay. Never mind. I, then I just Jared, don't know. Jared won it. That's what I'm getting to. Oh. Yeah, Jared. Is he? Jared's, oh, my God. He's an avid golfer. I hope Jared brings this home. Well, I guess he's not a pro bowler, but uh, that's sad. Um, Yeah, he can play both-handed. Oh, he, can, he plays golf left-handed, actually, I should say. Really? Yeah, he's a switch hitter. Oh, my God. Now that he's, uh, like, a Detroit Lion and, like, you can kind of see a future for him here, you know, like – Honestly, and this is something for all all shareholders listening, 
you had the picture of Matthew Stafford as your quarterback for so long, you didn't think that it was possible to be replaced, but can you picture Jared Goff in a jersey, a Honolulu blue jersey for a long time? I think I can, and I think I'm okay with it. And I, he's a great guy to have as the face of your team, too. Oh, absolutely. Jared Golf, more like, right? Oh, my. Mitch, when he gets back, is going to love that one. <laughs> he's going to send me a text. I don't think he's, I don't know. He's 50 50 on whether he likes my, my quips or not. I don't know. <laughs> it's, he's a tough guy to win over, let me tell you. Um, yeah, so, so the Pro Bowl, I, I'm looking forward to that. Anything goofy, wild, weird like that, I'm all for. Um, it's better than whatever the Pro Bowl was the last couple of years. I didn't even watch any of it. So it, it'll get me I at think least the, entertained. The best thing we got the past couple of years was the drone yeah. punt catch. I didn't see that on the list, and I'm pretty upset about it. But maybe it's called oh. something else. Maybe it's just not right. uh, in, uh, you know, explicitly called the drone drop or whatever. Sure. It's talking. Speaking about explicit, um, the college football national championship should have been rated explicit because that was <laughs> ugly. Uh, Put the kids to the bed early. NSFW. Uh, Stafford <laughs> sighting. Did you see Stafford going out for the coin flip, though? He was team captain. I missed all of it. I didn't see okay. any of it. No, it was pretty electric. It was pretty electric. T- uh, you know, uh, Stafford walking out with the, Jer- uh, with, the, with the Jared, with the Georgia team. And then on the other side, you got TCU with LaDainian Tomlinson walking out. LG? In a cowboy hat. In a cowboy hat. In all purple. <laughs> wearing all purple. It was electric. Awesome. However, that was the only Bad good thing though. that TCU could really have from the night. Um, blowout city. Georgia puts up 65. Just unbelievable. <sighs> and we talked about how great the ratings were for Sunday night football. Lions Packers. Well, ratings not great here. Lowest rated final since 1999, folks. That's 20, um, 23, 24 years uh, that the uh, that the the ratings have been that bad. So. Um, uh, college football has got something to figure out. Uh, obviously, the expansion maybe it leads to better finals. We'll see. Uh, looking forward to the expansion. Make it a little bit more interesting for college football. No more four teams. Let's open it up. I've got a question. Uh, Honolulu Blues Twitter just proposed a question, and I kind of love it. And I would love for the shareholders to to th- to give us an answer. Call in, leave a message. Uh, just. Send it over uh, IG or Twitter, whatever you want to do. Yeah, send me a text. If Ben and Jerry's made an Aiden Hutchinson-themed ice cream, what would the name be? And you can answer that question. Heck, I'm even open to uh, if they made a Detroit Lions-themed ice cream, what would the name be? I mean, either of those answers, and I would love you shareholders forever. Are we supposed to answer ourselves? I, you can give me yours. I don't think I have an answer. I don't think I do right off the top. Nothing, uh, you know, I'm pretty clever, but I don't think I have anything right this second. For Aiden's, all I could think is, you know, obviously a Wolverine. He's been blue all his life. Superman, you know, that's more Cam Newton thing. Superman ice cream's already been taken. Ben and Jerry's has always got some some interesting names for some of their stuff. Um, obviously, he's got the ties to Michael Jackson. Um, maybe, maybe. This isn't really an ice cream flavor, but maybe Smooth Criminal. Ah, funny you say that. Nice. One of the responses was Smooth bu- Peanut Butter Criminal. Oh, I like that a lot better. They, How about they this one? They went a step like further than answer. I did. They got a Billy Jean Bean, Espresso Ooh. Bean in there, Ooh, okay. or a Honolulu Blueberry Cheesecake. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. That's yep. team. That's if you want to go Detroit-themed one there. Oh, and he always has the eye, the you know, the eye black. So you could you could maybe pull something off of that. Yeah. Eye black. Somebody Jack. just said sack flavored. Yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> it's a double meaning, and I'm all all in favor for innuendos and double meanings. So yeah, that's pretty good. Um, obviously, the flavored beat it. Um, you know, Jackson, Michael Jackson's song, Beat It. Um, beat It, Peanut, I don't know. Mm. Uh, it's a, I got to workshop that one, folks, a little bit more. Um, don't stop till you get enough. To your to your eye black, here's one. One eye black cherry. Ooh, ooh, okay, that's that one just shut up the list for me. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. And so yeah, shareholders, give us your best bets, right? I mean, I want to hear some more of those. That's kind of cool. The Thriller Chiller ice cream. That's an oh, that's uh, that's even touching on the Michigan Thriller books. Uh, well, Michigan Chiller, not Thriller, but Chiller. Sorry. Yeah, Jonathan Rand, folks, great guy out there. Um, yeah, homework. We're leaving you with homework, folks. Remember to vote on that poll. Give us a rating. We work very hard here. We don't ask for it much. But give us five stars on Spotify as well as Apple. We love you. We'll pay you those dividends. The only show that pays dividends to its shareholders. Aside from that, go Lions. Let's have a wild, wild card. Yeah. Simon, you, you you tangle yourself in the cords intentionally. You're being fucking rude. Get out of oh there. Oh my god.